Welcome to Discovering the Mystic Within. Come on a journey with me to learn how ordinary men and women are bringing the extraordinary into their lives. Using breathwork and meditation, they are healing, transforming and upgrading their reality. It's time to unfold into the unknown and let the vibration of the mystic flow through you. I'm Alana from Open to Consciousness and I invite you to meet the mystic within. Welcome, it's an absolute honor to have you here with me in this moment. What I would like to create for you is a space where you can delve deep into a mystical moment with a person that's actually experienced this deep level of transformation and healing. And what I really want to impart is that when we hear and share in another's story, we can begin to sense and feel the vibration of that experience in our shared humanity. And in that space, it's possible to begin to download those new frequencies, those new understandings, and that open consciousness and awareness. So today I have a very special guest, Yumi Nguyen. She's the founder of the Motherhood Mindset, a coaching program for first-time mothers and a host of a very special podcast called What Would Love Do. The thing that blew me away about Yumi was how a mystical experience catapulted her into divine self-acceptance and radical self-love. The thing that Yumi offers is that the core of who you are is love and wholeness is your birthright. So join us to the end to hear about how her connection with energetic beings has opened up a whole new level of guidance and support in this amazing journey to wholeness. It's with great pleasure I introduce Yumi. Hi Yumi, welcome to the show today. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Alana. I'm so excited for this conversation. So thank you for creating such a wonderful space and yeah, just to explore the mystical. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm just really wanting to hear from you just how did you begin your journey into this mystical realm? What was the catalyst to bring you into this space? You know, so honestly, Alana, I had no idea what the mystical world was. Actually, and I had no interest in the mystical world. You know, I believe, like, you know, prior to having mystical experiences, what I was on a journey of was being able I knew that the body could heal itself and I had a spinal cord injury which is pretty significant at the age of 35 and a lot of the doctors and two of the top neurosurgeons in Sydney were wanting to operate on me like next week they said we can like bypass the waiting like we can bypass any waiting time that you need to have we can just operate on you straight away because your spinal cord is in a severe condition and you, if you don't do this operation, you're going to be paralyzed or disabled. And, you know, for me, it was through meditation that I started going, okay, well, how can I tune into my body to be able to heal myself? And then I went to a couple of retreats and in doing, you know, certain meditations, what happened was the mystical realm opened up for me. And that was when I realized the power of what we have within us and that we can heal ourselves but not only that we're creators as well and so that's when I guess my journey into the mystical <laughs> you know came about as I was on this self-healing journey like a physical self-healing journey 
That's amazing. So it was really this this sensation or this sense within you that you could really take control of your experience and heal yourself without the external need for anything medical around you, that you were a powerful creator in your life and able to alter your reality within and your health. And in that space, what was the sort of one of the catalyst early moments where you felt that sensation of feeling something greater than you? Do you remember initial experience where you felt that mystical really rise within you? Yeah, so that's interesting because, I mean, I started meditating in 2012 and what started me on that meditation journey was Deepak Oprah, like Deepak Chopra and Oprah's 21-day meditation challenge, right? And I thought, oh, yeah, I was always interested in meditation. Let me give this a go. This seems pretty easy. And I remember that after that 21st, that initial first 21st-day challenge, I was in a ball in tears in my living room and I had no idea what happened. I kept crying for a week. And and then I started reading Marianne Williamson's Return to Love and I started reading Tetnyat Han's book on how to love. And, you know, it, it felt like every trauma I had around relationships came up. I was wow. going through, I had a, you know, I went through a divorce and I remember after that divorce I was like I didn't cry. In fact, every breakup I had, I didn't want to feel the emotions. And so through the meditation, it like unleashed something and everything rose to the surface. And then when I started meditating, I would feel like my third eye, not knowing what a third eye was, like I'd feel this purple energy around. And then through the years, I just felt that there was something guiding me. And so whenever I was in a challenging position or any circumstance, I'd put my hand on my heart and I'd ask it, like, what would love do? And it was a practice that I had. And I guess that was the start of trusting something bigger than myself, not knowing whether it could even grow. I just thought that was as far as it went, you know, put your hand on your heart, breathe in, tune into this energy that I saw that was in my forehead from these meditations and ask what would love do. But I never thought that that was within me. I thought that that was still something external to me. Mm, that's a powerful piece, right, when it becomes internalised to knowing that you are the divine within you mm. and connected divinely through your, your own heart and not having to search outwardly for it. Are you share with me a moment where you felt like you were actually being born into that. Could you tell me a bit about that experience? Yeah, so one of the most craziest mystical experiences I had during a meditation was I felt myself in my mum, mum's womb as a fetus. Now, there was a lot of trauma, like, you know, I know that I know that we choose our parents for whatever wake like awakening, whatever involvement yeah. we want, like we chose them. And they're not separate to us either, right? We're the same energetic body. I mean, we're not we're one soul. And I also knew that, you know, growing up in this physical reality, in this physical world, like my parents weren't exactly the happiest of people because I was born out of wedlock. So we, I grew up in quite a dysfunctional family. It looked perfect on the outside to other people, <laughs> but it was like mm -hmm. so terrible on the inside. And But the thing is I knew my parents did the best they could with the knowledge that they had and where their heart was. And when they couldn't love who they are, that's the capacity to which they could love everything around them. Yeah. And so there was a lot of trauma going growing up, you know, and it's not to blame them. Mm. I believe that I chose that experience for that awakening. 
And also in being able to recognize that, yeah, there's something, some healing that needed to be done, right? And Mm -hmm. so up until this point, I did a lot of self-development and I couldn't pinpoint how to feel whole. I couldn't pinpoint how to feel enough and worthy. And I knew that that experience of being wholehearted within yourself and feeling whole and worthy is so critical to loving life. Mm-hmm. You know, to being able to love another like unconditionally to being able to be the parent that you want to be to be able to craft the relationship that you want to have so that there was this particular meditation where somehow it transported me right back to the time that I was in my mom's womb and growing up my mom used to say to me you know I wish you died I wish you died and now I'm not saying that to judge her right I, she was in a lot of pain like she was like, you know, for my parents, they didn't even know each other when she fell pregnant. And she grew up in a Catholic family. My dad's Buddhist. They were young. They were refugees escaping from war. So you can only imagine, right, like how much trauma is in their body. And when she had me at such a young age, like she, she didn't even know what to do, coming to a different country, not being able to speak the language, not knowing, you know, and falling pregnant to a guy that she didn't even know. And not only that, she was the other man's wife, like the other woman. So my dad was previously Mm -hmm. married. And so, you know, like there's so much trauma that goes along with that. So I know that they chose to have, well, they had me, but in that initial period, like as I was growing up, she would say things like, I wish you died. And I wish that I felt like, you know, I I wish you could have fell through. Like, so basically I felt like she tried to poison herself to have an abortion, like a... Mm. You know, and and in one of other meditations, I I saw this scene of them where they were trying to drink a liquid to abort the baby, which was me. So anyhow, I'm in this meditation. I'm in my mum's womb, and I'm I feel like I'm kicking a liquid out, and it clicks. Like she did try to abort me, like you know how how she knew to like because she was thinking if I could get sick, then the baby, you know, I could throw up the baby or the baby could. And it's just based on what they knew at that time, right? Because it's a sin to have an abortion when you're Catholic. It's a sin to have an abortion when you're Buddhist. And so they had all this stuff around religion, you know. And I remember being in that fetus and I'm feeling that fetus kicking this liquid and going, no, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be here. And it was crazy. And I felt my body flipping everywhere. And I just, I mean, even talking about it now, like, I, you know, I'm so moved by it. And yeah, like it's, it was crazy. And I came out of that experience having so much more compassion and empathy for my mom and my dad. Oh, if that makes sense. You know, it it's does, yes. For them to, go well let's try this route no we can't do it we can't go through this anymore but then when she felt so much pain you know like it was hard it was hard for her to even know how to heal that pain but for that mystical experience that purpose I think was for me to heal my relationship with my parents transformational yeah another level of deep connection and acceptance of them and what they experienced and a sense for you did you step into more wholeness and more love for yourself absolutely because I was like god damn that features were strong (laughs) she wanted to be here yeah she really wanted to be here you know and I just I think in being able to heal that component of your parents right I'm like well I know that I chose them 
Like I know that I chose it for a reason. And I, I feel that the moment that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to feel that depth of pain, to feel that depth of despair, we then open up the floodgates to feel love. Do you think that's the key component of the mystical moment that you are actually willing to go into that experience with wholeheartedly to go through it into the light of the love that's waiting for you on the other side? Yeah, well, I don't know. But for me, I can only speak for myself. I feel like for the mystical, when I have it, I'm reminded that my love and light and the divine that within me that is within me is way more powerful than I'll ever imagine and that is the truth that is the only reality and when we talk about that it's all about love like love is the only reality love is the answer love is all that we need but not from a romantic sense I'm talking about love as an energetic force as a power as something palpable and tangible Mm. No, and when we access but to access that realm of love there's almost this reckoning within ourselves that we've got to open up to receive yes but receive from the place where we are and know that we're whole with our wounds we're whole with the past we're whole with what we've done and not go down the path of judgment or you know I'm not ready yet or I'm unworthy yet because I I think a lot of us want to feel those heights of love but we feel that we're unworthy even though we say that we are worthy there is in ourselves a feeling of unworthiness and when we can't love our unworthiness or when we can't bring love to those parts of us that have gone through heartache or despair we can't receive the love that's within us the divine that's within us and so I feel like I don't know what it is for other people, but for me, the purpose of the mystical is to remind it like love is within us all times. And the more that I can love all those parts of myself that are fearful, the more I open up to more higher realms of love. That is so beautiful and just so like profoundly core, that experience of opening into the fear to feel the love, to just open into the full experience of the divinity of who you are in that moment in every moment in every present moment yeah and how has that in sort of like a practical life sense how has that transformed and shown up in your life for your body and your relationships and your purpose how have you felt the mystical has flowed through into the 3d reality Oh, it has been so incredible because I don't get hung up on little things, right? (laughs) And I don't judge myself as much. Or if I do, I'm like, oh, that's cute. I can let that go. Like, you know, like it's incredible because I become both the observer and the observed. So let's say, for example, with parenting, right? Like I've got an almost four-year-old and we have a almost four-month-old. You know, one of the things is I watch myself and I watch whether I'm imposing my, I guess, my ego on how I raise these children. And I love Khalil Gibran's poem on children where he says, your children are not your children. They come through you, but you do not own them. So the more mystical experiences I have, I'm reminded that they're their own individual souls that have chosen me to come through me for whatever lessons that they want. And in no way do I need to teach them anything. I'm here to keep them safe, right? Like as in like safe and fed 
and loved and I have this special opportunity to be able to create such a loving space so that they can realize their wholeness, you know, but I can't teach that for them. And so in terms of parenting, it's really allowed me to trust the process a lot more. And if anything, I'm reminded that I've got to love myself, like first and foremost, because if I'm not whole in the way I parent them, I'm going to place a burden on them that is unnecessary for them to carry. It's amazing. So it's like showing up for you and your wholeness and in your love Mm. is literally just holding that space for them to be be whole as well, to to have that as their, their essence, their foundation of what's around them to allow them to step into that when they're ready and when, when it's, you know, when they're open to that experience too and yeah. to f- realise it's always there. It's their birthright. It's their own divinity. Exactly. I'll share with you a really practical experience. You know, lately Avery's been a bit anxious. You know, he's a four-year-old that has a new sibling and I'm just observing him and I can see that he's really anxious and he finally opened up how He is annoyed that I'm spending so much time with Brooklyn, which is the younger baby. And the mother in me, like the, I guess the autopilot reaction is I want to fix his anxiousness. You know, I want to make him feel better. And why is he feeling anxious? And oh no, I feel guilty. And I'm like, do not go. And I said to myself, do not go down that rabbit hole. Mm. And so I'm like talking to myself. And so then I just basically hug him and I'm like, yeah, it's hard, honey. I don't fix it. I don't justify myself. And I know that his anxiousness is there for something for him to resolve. It's not mine to fix. It's not even mine to own. And all that is he is seeking is for me to love him where he's at from an unconditional viewpoint, like love my anxiousness. I'm not inept or I'm not unworthy because I'm anxious. I'm worthy because I am anxious, you know, not because I'm I think I, just I understood what you yeah, said, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that he is completely acceptable and whole in whatever experience is his in that moment and exactly. you will love him unconditionally for that time, for that moment, yeah. for every moment that is available to you both to share. Exactly. And then you're freeing him, right? You're freeing yeah. him to be and then because the conditioning that comes from us is the forcing that comes from people and things around us to be different to what we are, to feel okay, to feel whole, to feel better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that we're like, there's something wrong with us, that we're feeling this way. And I don't ever want him to feel wrong about feeling anxious about something that he probably should feel anxious about, you know? Yes, yeah. full acceptance and love. Yeah. And so in your daily sort of meditations or in your experiences, can you share with me the relationships that you're beginning to build in the fifth dimension, in the other dimensions that are coming through that are really powerful in your life? Absolutely. So at the moment I've been having the I'm so blessed to have these connections to what I call these energetic beings. I don't know I don't know what they're called, I don't know their names, but they're just energy, right? And there's blue energy. So there's these beings that are quite blue. And then there's a white version or like a yellowy gold white version. And then recently there's been this plasma black version and it had like purple through it and it's electric. And they serve different purposes in terms of like healing or in terms of love. And I have conversations with them, you know, whenever I'm stuck. It's like my go-to when I am challenged with something. And that is just 
amazingly powerful to have that sense of something that is so much a part of you, but actually so much bigger than you, like the expansive self is these other energetic experiences that you can perceive now in that reality. So what kind of things are they really interested in about our experience and what do they offer from their experience as well to you? So I'm reminded that we came from there too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a reminder that we chose to have, we're spiritual beings having a human experience and equally we are them too. And when I see them or when I talk to them, there's this thing where it's like I'm home. I'm nothing but energy and I'm home. And so remind myself where I'm I'm at, you know, like remember. It's like a remembering that I'm so loved that there's nothing that I need to be stopped by, (laughs) you know, and that every experience, if I can take full ownership, I created I think that's the thing where human beings experience suffering is that we don't take ownership, that we create everything around us. And so I access them when I'm feeling kind of any physical pain. Mm. I access them when I'm feeling any kind of questioning about a circumstance. And they're curious because they're like, wow, you guys are so funny. Like, love is so easy. (laughs) Like, you know, love is, I don't, like, I guess they... I mean, there's this one experience, Alana, which I'd love to be able to share quickly is I'm giving some blood for a blood test while I'm pregnant with our second one. And I feel their presence in the room and they're like looking at me and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is giving blood. And they're like, what's blood? And I said, oh, it's this red liquid that moves around my body that carries oxygen cells, you know? And they're like, oh, that's interesting because all they know is energy. Yeah, so like, you know, like stuff like that. So they're curious about this human experience. And equally, when I am with them, I'm reminded that I'm from there, you know. It's like they're on holidays where, like, you're reporting back home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just such a radical connection. And it's so it's just, as you say, when that feeling comes through of feeling like you've come home, it's there's nothing like it. It's like a wholeness that comes externally, but it's also internally complete. There's a completeness in that. And I, I can really feel you in that moment because I've had similar feelings and experiences with energies beyond my understanding of what, what is possible. So I think it's a gift. It's a complete gift to have that, that extra that extra support that's always there for us. We just need to find it through finding that mystical within. Yumi, I'm so grateful for sharing this conversation and this time with you. It's been a complete blessing and I hope to to talk with you again soon about the mystical and all the, those moments that have changed and transformed your life and thank you for your time today. Alana, thank you for what you're creating because you really are elevating a different paradigm of reality And I hope that these conversations contribute to people knowing and trusting themselves and it contributes to bigger transformations. So thank you for creating such a profound channel, literally. (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Uni. Be well. You too. Take care. Bye. Wow, there's such powerful energy in that conversation. I wonder... Can you open your heart in this moment to feel that energy that is here to support you beyond your physical self? 
It truly is all around you and waiting to come through you. And how would it feel if you took a moment to put your hand on your heart and like Yumi ask, what would love do? This incredibly powerful question can reverberate through your whole life and with practice and with a sense of gratitude and connection. This question, what would love do, can leave the imprint of love on everything you do. So enjoy that moment of deep connection and enjoy that love that is all around you and flowing through you. And I just have such gratitude for you for being a part of this. And finally, thank you for taking the time to share in these powerful, transformational moments. If you'd like to join our community, visit the Mystic Within Facebook page. And if you'd like to directly receive these downloads, be sure to subscribe. Until next time, may your reality reflect the magic within you.